What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Coming at you with another weekly installment of Drafts on Drafts, where your drafts, your draft queens have a draft beer and talk about something sports and pop culture related. As I like to say, Kate and our lives in a nutshell. That is absolutely and 100% fantastically correct. Um, <laughs> now, it may not be, it may no longer be Cinco de Mayo, Michelle, but we did miss a big opportunity last Thursday <laughs> as it was Cinco de Mayo. Um, so normally this is a draft, like a beer draft. Uh, today, I just want to shoot some tequila. Can yeah. we just do that? Yeah, I think, look, it, you know what? Uh, we have to pay tribute. We are tequila drinkers by nature. I know this show's about beer, but in honor of Cinco de Mayo, even though we missed it, technically, yes, let's shoot tequila. That's what okay. we should do. I'm having a little bit of the uh, Milagro. What <laughs> I have my I have my Bozal Mezcal because I'm a Mezcal monster. Oh, Love my Mezcal. Oh, cheers. Love my Mezcal. <laughs> All right. Well, bottoms up whenever you feel ready throughout this episode. But it's a, today it's, we've got a good one today. We gotta get loose for this. I know. It this is a good one. This is a fun one. I think this is one that like like I it, it's something that's like in our everyday lives and you just don't even really pay attention to it. I yeah. also just want to take a moment to say that, yeah tequila and drafts and draft queens like just think about it inception wise like all of this came together probably over a glass of tequila like draft queens exists today most likely because of tequila if you're if we're being honest so draft queens is brought to you by tequila Tequila. I i think it kind of is i think you're absolutely not wrong because our favorite drink at our favorite bar is a Spicy margarita. It's called a too mean to die. I'm just saying, I feel like this is just a nice little full circle moment with a little bit of tequila, talking sports on Draft Queens that, yeah, this all came to life. Just Kate and I probably having too many tequilas, but from those tequilas came this excellent idea for Draft Queens. Wow. I didn't think you were going to get saccharin on my ass. Here okay. we are, 95 episodes plus later. Good thing we had that tequila together, friend. Well, 95 episodes in the last year. We've probably I, done 300 episodes. Crushing it. Yeah, we got to get some benchmarking. But today, <laughs> okay, so we're doing an episode today uh, for Drafts on Drafts that we have never done before. And uh, the closest thing to have done this in the past is, like I say, because you are a sneakerhead, we have done some episodes that have featured basketball and some sneaks. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But today's topic is about sports and fashion, and we don't just mean athleisure. We're going to talk about the foundation of, like, some of the biggest sports moments in fashion of our lifetimes, and then how things have changed up until today. So, as our resident sneakerhead, (laughs) where did this all, where did sports and fashion all begin, in your opinion? So, it's funny because, I love that you mentioned athleisure, because honestly, like, I feel like we live in a world where that is probably the main dress code for people these days. I feel Mm. like more money is being spent on like fresh sneakers, yoga pants, hoodies that are hoodies, but fashionable. So there's clearly a major, major, major overlap between, um, you know, sports and fashion and athleisure honestly just scratches the surface. But 
As you mentioned, in my humble opinion, this may not be a hardcore fact, but this is my opinion and I think it's correct. Starting back in 1984 when Nike teamed up with Michael Jordan to launch Jordan Brand, I think that was like the seminal moment of crossover between athletes and fashion. You know, Mm -hmm. at that point in time, like certain athletes were signed to deals with like a Nike or an Adidas or a Reebok or someone of that nature that was already producing gear, sneakers, whatever. Like, and then they brought these athletes on to sort of be like their spokespeople. So there was already that overlap, but I think the success and the 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 teaming up between Nike and Michael Jordan to actually create a new brand, the Jordan brand of shoes and athletic wear that was literally built and designed around him, that to me was where things went next level and like the stars just aligned yeah. of here's how you can make this partnership like super, super successful and not just use the art uh, the artist not just use the athlete's name and likeness with a brand but like truly design it for that athlete to use mm-hmm. like he wore these sneakers when he played basketball and then everybody started wearing them they became the perfect combination of a sneaker that you could perform in but you also could like wear them out to dinner. It's also kind of, yeah, it is the perfect intersection of being functionable, functionable, functional, 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 functionable. Oh my God. Who has <laughs> one tequila? Um, perfect blend of being functional and fashionable. And that was pretty much the first time. Now, obviously we see this all the time with different athletes having their own footwear and being sponsored by a Nike in the same way that Jordan was back in 1984. Um, We do see it quite often now, but at the time that kind of was not a thing. And I know that we've talked a lot about celebrity, but more specifically athlete endorsement by brands and by clothing wear and from clothing lines. And so I think it's really, I think Jordan really paved the way for a lot of other athletes to have their name across different, you know, like fashion trends or fashion items. But he is the GOAT in a million ways, Jordan Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, when they started this partnership in 1984, they launched, you know, basically one of the most iconic, like, deals ever. And while he was playing, the brand would release a new sneaker with every season that he would wear and play with. You know what I mean? So like there, it was extremely well thought out. It was strategic. Like you look at this from a business perspective. I mean, the billions of dollars that Jordan Brand has raked in over the years and the the incredible designs and collaborations and things that they've been able to achieve is nothing short of amazing. And like you said, I think this was this was first in class um, partnership. And frankly, even though other collaborations have happened over the years, I don't think anything has been on the level of what Jordan Brand was able to do then and frankly is still doing now with, you know, re-releases of old sneakers and, you know, apps like Goat and shit like this that people are going out and paying like thousands of dollars for like the OG original like Air Uh Jordans and stuff. So it's still very much 
relevant, you know, almost what, 30 some odd years later. And I really don't, while it, while it definitely has opened doors for other athletes, no other partnership or endorsement or any, like nothing to me is like this level that I've seen. So I've got two questions for you. Hit me. First question is, do you know how much Michael Jordan is worth today? Because of this sneaker deal back in 1984. I don't, it's got to be somewhere in the double digit billions. I wish it was, but it's, (laughs) it's 2 billion. Oh, okay. But you're in the right, you're, I mean, you're closer than you think. Yes. Uh, Either way. I mean, not too shabby. And this wasn't even your day job. Your day job was playing basketball, but you were able to like manifest that into like, if you look at a lot of, because I think basketball is obviously the most relevant sport when it relates to sneakers. You know, obviously people wear football cleats and things of that nature. It's just not as transferable off off the field for things like that. So that's why basketball is the one that's always been the most prominent yes. in, the, in the sneaker world. But um, I just feel like... <sighs> No one had no 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 one's reached like this level. I mean, it's just no. it's just insane when when you think about it. Like that that someone was able to say, let's design these, let's wear them on the court, and you know, let's be able to take them off the court. And yeah. up before then, and still now, a lot of the designs of the sneakers were like crazy. Like remember, like they had like the Sean Kemp's, and there were Gary Payton's, and they were they're all yep. all different athletes were tied to different shoes, but they were very much a basketball shoe and the Air Jordans yes. were the first ones that could be worn off the court. Yes. Fashionably. Which has brought into light in, I was going to say the last couple years, but it's become part of way beyond the last yeah. couple years. Fashion is now a staple in specific sports, right? Like I will watch players, basketball players, NFL players, I will watch folks walk into their games because I want to see what they're wearing that day. It's like a whole pre-game, pre-show, pre-whatever. It's a whole ritual and people flock to go watch. And so it's interesting because it's given way to a number of different, not just basketball players, but certainly basketball players like Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. I can't have tequila. God damn it. Jesus Christ, never you got, again. You got this. Russell Westbrook. Good job. Lonzo Ball. Steve Nash. Jordan LeBron. I mean, who am I missing? But just um, Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, like all these guys and a ton of gals who are in the fashion space now because of sport. And that's yeah. really interesting. It's super cool. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, a lot of uh, basketball players in that that mix. I found um, some really interesting other names that I didn't even realize until I read it, but makes total sense now. Um, I remember this like it was yesterday, now that I'm reading it, like Tony Hawk used to have a brand called, or has a a brand called Birdhouse. Um, I remember like everyone was wearing like that apparel. They had, he had his own line of like the skate decks, which I understand isn't exactly fashion, but he was able to tie the branding and the design from the skate decks that people were using like into an apparel line. So like people would be out there like rocking their, their birdhouse clothes, like whether they were skaters or not skaters. So like there was a really cool way that like, you know, and, 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 and if you're a skater, there's already a, a very, 
specific sort of vibe and fashion that goes along with that. And so Tony Hawk just like capitalized on the fact that he was the goat and he was wearing this stuff and he made his own, you know, brand out of it. And so it's, it's that I found was really interesting. I totally forgot about Birdhouse until I reread this. Yeah. And then um, also very cool, both Venus and Serena Williams um, are sort of fashion icons in their own right on and off, off the tennis court. Um, but in 2007, uh, Venus launched her ready-to-wear line called Eleven, um, which was a partnership yes. with the retail chain Stephen Barry's, um, which specializes in premium fitness, tennis skirts, tops, dresses. So she really, like, yes. leaned into tennis. Um, obviously, they were, like I said, icons on the court. Say what you will. Some of their stuff's a little out there. But you know what? Whatever. It's a statement. Whatever. It's a yes. statement. Um, and then... Serena also has made her mark, again, on and off the court. Um, she's got some clothing lines. She has a, 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 her own brand, like, named Serena. It mm-hmm. debuted in New York Fashion Week. Um, she's She also, very cool, just got a building named after her at the Nike uh, compound. Really? Indeed. Oh, that is amazing. Indeed. Okay. All then, right. Let's see what else we got on here. Tennis. You know, I'm always the resident tennis person. Um, Roger Federer um, did a very big deal uh, with Japanese fashion retailer Uniqlo a few years ago. It was a $300 million deal. Um, all of the, uh, you know, all of the shirts and things that they've designed have an RF on there for Roger mm-hmm, Federer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's very clean it, it's like a very like you again this is one of those ones to me that translates on and off the court like you could wear that polo shirt while you play tennis and it's breathable and and it works for you but you could also like throw that on when you mm-hmm. go out to dinner or when you're hanging out so it's it's yeah the whole thing is like super cool and and interesting how athletes have been able to take this from just being hey i'm the i'm your sponsor like use my name and yes i'll wear nike to like designing like the whole the whole bit it's really really interesting well some people have done that really well Federer was on my mind too I was thinking about in the last 10 years who are the people who have done it like Federer is a big one uh I feel like shoot um Tiger Woods is a big one I feel like Tom Brady is a big one and Brady brand. Yeah, the Brady brand is probably like the latest and greatest happening in this space. Um, So he brands his, obviously using his name, Brady brand, um, and it's the first technical apparel brand to apply two decades of pro sports level innovation and engineering. So basically Tom saying, I've been at this for a long time. I can tell you what sorts of clothes work and don't work, are comfortable, are not comfortable, yeah. what helps me perform better, etc. And so this is something that he's, you know, he's been paying attention to over the course of his career, but in the last three years of development, he's gone through and figured out like, what are the right types of fabrics? What are the type, you know, right types of technology um, that your body needs so that you can move and breathe and compete, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I think mm-hmm. Nike kind of started down this path when they introduced, you know, like the dry fit technology right, a right. handful of years ago. And so I think, you know, Tom has sort of looked to take it just a little bit deeper and figure out like what is like the perfect golf shirt? What is the mm-hmm. perfect shirt when I'm doing 
weightlifting, what is, you know, etc. So he's, I would say design-wise, like what you see, it's very plain. It's not plastered with any branding. There's not a lot of stuff going on. It's very plain and simple for the most part. He's taken more of a uh, interest in developing like the technique, like what is the shirt? What are the pants? What are the shirts made of so that it's like high performance? So, but again, that's like, that's a lot of deep thinking. That's like, that's some real fashion shit right there. That is some real fashion shit. It's like very athletic fashion, you know? It's very serving the purpose of the athlete. Whereas there are other people who are getting involved who are non-athletes, which I think is the other interesting side of the coin where it's like, the athletes are focusing on what is the actual best build for this shirt or this item, or how do I manufacture this similar to my career to make myself better on the field, on the court, on the wherever you play. Yep. Other side of the coin is the pop culture angle where, I mean, we all know that there is like, especially in basketball, I think, uh, but in every sport, there's an interesting overlap of where, pop culture begins and the sport ends true so like you know the what the basketball game where like Quavo plays and Jack Harlow and Justin Bieber like it feels different but they are dressed to a pop culture standard Mm -hmm. in order to get into the sports space Mm -hmm. and I know Bieber has done this quite a bit right um he designed some sort of a fun flashy maple leaves jersey because he's from Toronto yep so I'd be curious how that, how the overlap of sports, fashion, and pop culture continues to come together, most recently, obviously, being Justin Bieber in this Toronto jersey he designed. I would, lo- I would love to see more of this happen. I would love to see more, like, fan celebrity kind of driven programs or promotion or whatever it is, like, where they actually design the jerseys that mm. the teams are wearing. You know, like, there's not a ton of fluctuation on, like, jerseys and things of that nature you know they've got like throwback days and and things like that that they they pay tribute to across all the different leagues but I do think it would be really cool yeah if there were more of these opportunities or events where celebrities or even other or even other athletes if they're so inclined like actually do some kind of like funky cool design for the jerseys that teams are wearing for you know they they sort of do it in football where they like design the cleats and wear them and yeah. it's and then the proceeds are donated to a charity. So there yes. that's like yes. one little way of doing it. This Bieber thing is another way of doing it. But I personally think it would be super cool to see more like hyper cool, trendy like designs of jerseys that are just like a limited time that the team wears them, limited time sale thing. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. There's much more opportunity in this in this space. All right. But so this is always a fun one, though. It's fun. So in our last two minutes, because I know we yes. need to wrap up, my question to you is what sorts of, like, not athleisure, don't tell me how many pairs, like, you know, uh, yoga pants you have or how many sweatshirts, but, like, what is your sort of, like, most prized sports fashion item that you have? I have some pretty dope golf shoes that are like <laughs> I love um, this. I have some dope Nike golf shoes okay. that I think are like extremely fly and they have like some funky technology and and the bottom oh, the bottom of them looks like they have like these crazy grips. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um and I just got those like last week. 
So I refreshed my fit and I love and literally anything Nike, but I have less of the athlete forward type. Got it. Merch. Okay. Myself. How about okay. you? Um, I would say I have started to accumulate a small Jordan collection, one that I would like to expand upon. However, I need to also hit the lottery in order to do so. Yeah. Um, but I did buy a really dope pair of Jordan Air Jordan 1 uh the Diamond Edition they were calling them huh. because he designed them uh during his stint when he played baseball so diamond like the baseball oh. diamond oh. so like on the tongue of the it's 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 a very it's the same design as a regular air jordan one you've seen them oh, you dope. know them but on the tongue there's like a diamond with jordan like swinging a bat on it so it's sort of like pays a little bit of tribute to his baseball days and they're like oh. really dope black and white like very on brand for me um jordans and so that's I'm starting to accumulate a, a small uh, collection of, of Jordans, and those are, like, my prized possessions. Ugh. Well, let's hope that we both hit the lotto, Michelle, because I need to clearly refresh my wardrobe, start picking up some of this merch, and I love the idea of a diamond collection from Jordan. That is amazing. Second. Honestly, huh. you know what we might need to do after this is some custom DQ Jordans. Mm. I got some of my custom DQ Nikes, so if we want to go Jordans, like... Just saying. You know where I live. Send them my way. (laughs) Oh, man. Sports and fashion. As I sit here in my Nike hoodie, and probably most of our listeners have something athleisure on them. Yes. uh, We just felt like it was uh, the perfect little conversation to, to chat through over some tequila today. It really, really is. And this wraps up... This Wednesday's episode of Drafts on Drafts, but as usual, tune in on Monday and we will have a fresh new episode of The Huddle to kick off your week. So, Michelle, until then, sayonara.